Defund DOC is a movement in belief. Our mission is to stop oppression, exploitation, and bring about relief. Raise awareness, open eyes to the corruption in our midst. It's a higher way of thinking, but I'm sure you'll get the gist. Corrupt politicians and slimy administrators want to label us rebels and radical demonstrators. We are the ones who aren't scared, the voices that were never there, the ones willing to fight when no one else cared, the ones who stood up and finally said this isn't right, the only ones pushing back against the bureaucratic might. Support us if you can and listen for a few because ultimately Defund DOC is for you. Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of DefundDOC.net podcast. Today we are breaking down reasons number six and five of why we need you. I'm Linda, your inquisitive co-host, and I'm joined by my insightful co-host, Daniel. How are you today, Daniel? Hello, Linda. I'm doing well. I'm ready to delve into some important issues, share stories that touch the heart. Let's get started and break down these barriers together. But before we do, I want the audience to know how incredibly thankful we are for their support. As a prison-based reform podcast, we are struggling greatly to attract growth and listeners. We want you to know that simply subscribing makes a statement and inspires us to continue. Those exceptional supporters that are friends on social media and share our message, thank you deeply from my heart. All right, let's jump in. Today we're going to shed light on two crucial reasons why mass incarceration demands our attention. Reason number six highlights how it keeps prisoners uneducated and trapped in a cycle of recidivism. That's a grave concern, Linda. A proven way to ensure a compliant, ignorant, and backward-thinking population is by controlling or watering down their education. That is exactly what is occurring across the country in virtually every prison. It is evil and cruel, yet it is systematic and institutionalized. I have come to develop a deep love and passion for oppressed peoples, so I must speak out about them. Similar to the dark times of slavery and segregation, withholding education or degrading its quality becomes a tool to maintain control over people. Sadly, our troubled sons and daughters find themselves ensnared in this cycle of recidivism due to lack of access to education. The fact is, people with bachelor's, doctorates, or masters of computer science largely do not commit robberies or other crimes. Nope, the government has created a very sophisticated trap that keeps individually severely stuck as if the government's foot is on their neck. Then the government and mass media audaciously ask why we can't get up and breathe. It is plain wrong, and it's by design. Knowledge truly is power, and that's why they are withholding it. That's a disheartening reality, Daniel, but amidst this despair, there's hope. We need partnerships between universities and prisons to ensure equal access to education for all, just like any other person in the free world. Absolutely, Linda. We highly need robust integration of educational and technical opportunities within the prison. We must shift from the current ugly practice of incapacitation to genuine rehabilitation. Most free world citizens would be shocked that current case law states prisoners are not entitled to rehabilitatory programs programs under the U.S. Constitution, and that the U.S. criminal justice system's main purpose is to incapacitate. It is sickening, yet it is the current status quo, and actually enshrined in binding case law. Education can be a powerful tool to break the chains of bondage. Let's work towards a society that believes in second chances and provides the necessary tools for personal growth and transformation. For instance, fighting, tattooing, 
and marijuana use is pervasive in prison culture. What if we created a boxing, MMA, and UFC rings in every prison? And then trained and certified prisoners as professional fighters, promoters, trainers. These are real-world careers. Imagine not criminalizing tattoo artists, but rather encouraging them and certifying them so they can immediately go to work in a hugely in-demand market. Think about all the jobs that prisoners could be trained in the legal marijuana industry. Growers, cultivators, packagers, marketers, retailers. These are all bona fide professions, yet they are criminalized within the corrupt prison system to ensure that prisoners are overly suppressed by petty infractions to keep them in prison. We must reform this prison system because it is our American people that are suffering. Everybody deserves the chance to achieve personal growth through many different avenues, including education. Now let's take a moment to share a heartwarming story that highlights the impact of education within the prison system. Daniel, do you have a story to share? I do, Linda. I won't say any names due to consent and privacy issues, but as you can imagine, I have a deep well of stories and experiences to share after spending almost 20 years in prison. Sadly, I have seen so many injustices, yet on occasion, I am blessed with the witnessing someone overcoming the institutional oppression to achieving lifelong freedom. And not only freedom from prison bars, they also find freedom by dwelling and thinking beyond the prison walls. I once met an inmate who, against all odds, managed to educate himself while in prison. He devoured books, sought guidance from fellow inmates, and even participated in distance learning programs. His determination to better himself through education was truly inspiring, and it gave him a sense of hope and purpose amidst the confines of the system. I believe someday our society will no longer stigmatize and demonize those that have made bad decisions, but rather give them all the tools available so they can successfully reintegrate back into the community. Maybe the exceptional stories of noteworthy prisoners will humanize the prison community and propel change. It is important to highlight the David versus Goliath odds that all prisoners face. That's truly remarkable. It's a testament to the transformative power of education, even within the confines of a system that seeks to keep prisoners uneducated. Let's continue advocating for these partnerships and equal access to education. Absolutely, Linda. Every person, regardless of their past mistake, deserves the opportunity to learn, grow, and rebuild their lives. Let's keep pushing for a system that believes in rehabilitation and provides the necessary tools for individuals to break free from the cycle of recidivism. Before we continue our discussion, let's take a short break. Stay tuned as we'll be back with more heartwarming moments and thought-provoking conversation on mass incarceration. Hello world, my name is Eric Knappick, DOC number 395314, and I am a prisoner. I've experienced firsthand how incredibly horrible it is in prison. There is no meaningful education or treatment. They torture us with solitary confinement. Prison for nonviolent, non-emergent, and petty pretexts. What we in the state system call diesel treatment. It is very mentally traumatizing. Our families and friends' funds are extracted by phone, media, and personal property monopolistic companies that prey on us as captive consumers. Of course, the most tragic atrocity is how they are stealing our labor through slavery due to the morally corrupt 13th Amendment enacted to create a new slave class after abolishing private slave ownership. Now, every state exploits prisoners' labor through slavery. It is sickening. All this is why we need you to become a certified prison reform activist. You don't have to be an ex-prisoner. 
felon, or have any experience in the criminal justice system. All that matters is you love the American people. In the special offer section, you can receive a free digital copy of Defund DOC, turn all prisons into treatment and career centers, a free certificate as a prison reform activist, free online support, free network opportunities, free activism event opportunities, and free eligibility for prizes, trophies, and a grand prize of $1 million within Global Accreditation, MG LLC, Rules and Regulations. We desperately need an army of certified prison reform activists to end this evil and corrupt system. You will be the new Underground Railroad. This is the civil and human rights fight of this generation. Join today. Thank you. Hey, everybody. My name is Adrian, and I am very excited to recommend Daniel J. Sims' three amazing books. In his book, Hopeless in Seattle, A Foster Kids Manifesto, he reveals some heartbreaking stuff. For instance, he tells us how he was abandoned by his parents, abused in foster care, turned to running away and living on the street, sleeping in the newspapers, bins, and even stolen cars, and ultimately was institutionalized, sharing deeply painful events like when he was stabbed. It is a compelling read. In his book, The Art of Living, Everything You Need to Achieve, Success of Life and Business, I Learned in Prison, breaks down fundamental maxims he's distilled from over 20 years in prison. It is a profound book. And, of course, his book, Defund DOC, Turning All Prisons into Treatment and Career Centers, is a remarkably concise and comprehensive book detailing the failure of mass incarceration and providing the solutions to massively reforming and reduce recidivism significantly. Every prison reform-minded person needs this book. Each book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, or other booksellers, but special to defunddoc.net. You can get all three digital books for this price of one. Check out the special offer today. You will be happy you did. He's a really good person and amazing author. Plus, you will be helping the social justice mission. Get them now. Thank you. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed the brief intermission. Now let's delve into reason number five, which exposes the systemic oppression and racism deeply ingrained in mass incarceration. It disproportionately affects the poor minorities and those struggling with mental health disorders. That's a harsh truth, Linda. Mass incarceration is a corrupt system that began with and continues to perpetuate hate and discrimination. It was created entirely by all white racist politicians. As a white person, I can speak this truth. It resembles an all-white supremacist gang in prison who devised a system to govern and oppress other races for generations to come. It is just plain wrong. We need to re redesign the criminal justice system with a mind to eradicating all vestiges of hate. The fact is, hate begets more hate. This is the real reason we have recidivism rate of 82%. America has coddled hate-filled politicians and media organizations perpetuated it. We have to quit coddling haters. We must embrace love and understanding. It's a painful reality we must confront, but through understanding and compassion, we can work towards dismantling the system of injustice. Let's strive for a society that values equality and fights against all forms of discrimination. Absolutely, Linda. The truth is, if we actually embraced equality and fairness, we would not be killing our fellow Americans with long sentences for non-homicide offenses. How is it fair or proportionate that the state will issue de facto death sentences to Americans that have not killed anyone? That is morally wrong and evil. I believe those three strike laws come directly from Satan. 
hate, and wickedness. Three Strikes is basically genocide. In the spirit of sharing stories that touch the heart, let's take a moment to reflect on a heartwarming tale that emphasizes the resilience of individuals affected by this corrupt system. Linda, do you have a story in mind? I do. I once met a young man who, despite facing hardships of mass incarceration, managed to find hope and purpose through art therapy programs within the prison. Through painting and expressing himself creatively, he discovered a newfound sense of self-worth and healing. His artwork eventually caught the attention of gallery owners, leading to an exhibition that not only showcased his talent, but also challenged societal perceptions of incarcerated individuals. That's truly heartwarming, Linda. It's a reminder that amidst the darkness, there is light and the potential for transformation. Let's continue amplifying these voices and these stories and advocating for a more compassionate and just system. Absolutely. Each story of resilience and triumph serves as a call to action. Together, we can break down barriers of hate and create a society rooted in compassion and justice. Well said, Linda. Before we close, I want to reiterate how badly we need your help bringing awareness to this social justice issue. We know a vast amount of Americans are focused on episodes of The Bachelor than they are on episodes of anything having to do with substance or societal change. But we must find like-minded individuals and organize. If we fail to organize about something so evil as prison slavery, then our country is in a very dark place. The fact is, it was not surprising in the 1930s when partisan Nazis followed Hitler. It was surprising when good German people were quiet or indifferent as Hitler led the country into atrocities such as never been seen before. Nazi concentration camps exploited prisoner labor, but nowhere as near as badly as America has. The wicked scale of exploited slave labor in the U.S. today is repugnant, and though the prison system may not be killing prisoners with gas and bullets, they are definitely killing people with long sentences of evil. But what is even worse is all the good patriotic Americans quiet or indifferent to the evil atrocity. Think of this. The mass media, UN politicians, and world leaders rail loudly against the Chinese using prisoner slave labor to create fast fashion products for Tamu or other Chinese e-commerce websites, accusing China of violating international human rights laws. Yet, if you were to confront those same media outlets or world leaders about the systemic prisoner slavery schemes in Tennessee, Texas, California, New York, or Washington State, they would hypocritically state prisoner slavery in the U.S. is just simply good public policy. It is absolute madness. We cannot overcome hate or racism if we cannot face the original sin of slavery. If we cannot organize behind defunddoc.net, basically the only social justice group dedicated to abolishing prison slavery, turning all prisons into treatment and career centers, and bringing sanity to sentencing laws, then our country is suffering from the deeply dark and ugly disease of hate, which we may never come back. That is why we greatly need you to become subscribers, members, activists, and passionate promoters of defunddoc.net. And with that, we conclude today's episode of Why We Need You. Remember, change starts with us, and together we can make a difference. Stay informed, stay compassionate, and until next time, see you later. You have one minute left.